slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us. Big game tonight, Islanders season on the line as they take on the Lightning at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum for Game 6. Now, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me. This week, it'll be Thursday night at 8.30 to get in on the action. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Islanders, Lightning, Game 6, Nassau Coliseum tonight, and quite honestly, the season is on the line. Islanders trailing in the Series 3-2 to two. on today's show. We will discuss the Matt Barzal situation and the latest information there, and what the Islanders need to do to rebound after that debacle in Game 5 in Tampa, is this team capable of bouncing back from that horrible experience and winning a game to force a Game 7? And look, once you get into a Game 7, even though it would be back in Tampa, we all know anything is possible. So this game tonight, a huge one, and obviously it could also be the last ever Islanders playoff game at the Nassau Coliseum. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, maybe you have a, a comment about something we talked about, a question you'd like answered, or a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during every Islanders game. So, first, let's get the big news or the good news out of the way. Uh, yesterday, the NHL announced that Islanders forward Matthew Barzal. Uh, will not be suspended for the cross-check that he delivered at the end of the second period to Jan Ruta. He was fined $5,000, which is the maximum under the collective bargaining agreement. But look, uh, as I mentioned on the show yesterday, I didn't expect Barzi to get suspended. Uh, I predicted the $5,000 fine. He is not a repeat offender. We do not know the extent of Ruta's injury. He did not return to the game uh, on Monday night. But look, you know, Tampa Bay was ahead uh, by a very healthy margin. If I'm coaching the Lightning, there is no reason to risk Ruta's health uh, by putting him back out there in the third period. And, and look, 
all competition aspects aside, we wish Ruta uh, a, a, a complete and speedy recovery. We hope he's okay. Uh, don't want to root for him on the ice tonight, but certainly don't wish him any injuries or, you know, bad health. Now, the bottom line for the Islanders is that their best player uh, will be available, their best offensive player at least, will be available for tonight's game. Now, here's how this affects the Islanders. Obviously, not having Matthew Barzal would have made it even harder for this Islanders team to score goals, and that's something they've struggled to do throughout the series. In uh, five games so far, the Islanders have scored a total of eight goals. They need to do better, and doing better without their most dangerous offensive player is that much harder. But here's the other thing that having Matthew Barzal in the lineup does. Uh, First of all, it is a test for Matthew Barzal. And Barzi lost his cool in Game 5. Shouldn't have taken that kind of a penalty. Easy to understand why he was frustrated. Easy to understand why he lost his cool. But the bottom line is, you can't do that, especially in the playoffs. You got to take one for the team sometimes and pick your spots as to when you want to get uh, a little revenge or a little payback, as they say. And you know what? It may come tonight. It may come next season when the Islanders and the Lightning face off. It may come two years down the road, but Barzi won't forget. Here's the other thing, though. In addition to helping the Islanders' offense, which we all know has struggled against a very deep and talented Tampa Bay Lightning team, it also opens the gates for possible revenge on the part of the Lightning. Will Tampa Bay be looking to force Matthew Barzal to drop the gloves? Will they be trying to get a little revenge on the Islanders? And here's where Barzal and the Isles need to walk a very fine line. Any trade that the Islanders make if you take Matthew Barzal out of the game for five minutes or more, that hurts the Islanders more than it would hurt any player Tampa Bay would send after Barzi to try to get a little payback. So Barzal has to try to stay away from dropping the gloves. And the Islanders may want to have another player defend Barzal, someone who you know, they can more easily afford to lose for five minutes. So if game five was a test of Matthew Barzal's discipline that he failed for the Islanders to win tonight, they're going to need Barzi to pass an even tougher test because let there be no doubt, the Lightning will be trying to hit him, get under his skin, and maybe even force him to drop the gloves and... You know, whether it is a member of the identity line or Uncle Leo or uh, one of the defensemen, somebody else really has to step in and defend Barzal because you don't want to lose that player for five minutes or more in the game. So a tough moment for Barzi in game five. Game six, only going to get tougher. And I'll tell you this. 
if the score becomes one-sided in this game, whether it's the Islanders ahead or the Lightning ahead, that's when you get into a situation where it's more dangerous and more extracurricular activities, more headhunting, more late hits and challenges all could take place. As long as the game remains close and competitive, I don't think we're going to see anybody uh, doing too much to Barzal, but, you know, if the game gets out of hand, if it's 4 nothing or more, or, and you go into the third period, look out, because Tampa Bay will be going after Barzi, and they may go after him right away in the opening faceoff, but again, that's a trade the Islanders don't want to make. So, Matthew Barzal's discipline will be put to the test, and the best way he can respond is to score a few goals and help the Islanders win Game 6. We're going to look more closely at Game 6, talk about some of the things the Islanders need to do differently in order to win the hockey game and keep the series going. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. It's a live audio-only sports platform that's free to download and free to use. You could talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time, and it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can share your own experiences with friends, other fans, and, and, and anybody else who is on the app. Locker Room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You could start or join in ongoing conversations, watch games together, and react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Now, I usually host my Locked On Islanders chat on Locker Room Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, but since there's a game tonight, I'm moving it to Thursday night at 8.30, so please join me for that. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join the NHL group. Follow me at Locked On Islanders to be notified when my room goes live. Again, that'll be Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so come with your spiciest takes. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. You may know that Built Bar comes in nine delicious permanent flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor, the newest limited-time flavor, Grasshopper Pie. Tried it the other day, gotta say. Uh, it was very, very good. And here are some of the permanent flavors. Cherry, Mint Brownie, Peanut Butter Brownie, Double Chocolate, my personal favorite, Salted Caramel. And if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors so you can figure out which one you like the best. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So they don't only taste good, they are good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how the Islanders are trying to interpret what happened in Game 5. And look, it was a disaster. It was by far the worst performance the Islanders have had in the playoffs. But right now, the Islanders have to do their best to put it behind them and realize that, you know, Game 6 is what matters. That's ahead of them, and they need to win it to keep their season alive. Here's what some of the Islanders' veterans had to say. Kyle Palmieri, a loss is a loss this time of year. 
whether it was double overtime or the way it went tonight. We'll wake up tomorrow down 3-2, headed home with our backs against the wall. We have a chance to win a game at home, and that's all we're focused on. Then Brock Nelson, who definitely needs to step it up in Game 6. This group played for one another for a long time. A high-character group. We'll leave this one here, learn from it, but come out at the Coliseum and play a better game. So, at this point, the Islanders are saying all the right things. And, look, they also know what they did wrong. Uh, here's Andy Green. We weren't managing the puck very well, whether it was at our blue line in the neutral zone or our blue line. We turned over a lot of pucks, and they're a great transition team. You start to give them chances like that, they're going to make you pay. And that's exactly what the Lightning did. So here's Barry Trotz. At the end of the day, we're going back home. It's 3-2. We've just got to focus on earning the right to keep playing. We could have lost one nothing tonight or in double or triple overtime, and it feels like it's the same result. We can fix a lot of things that we put ourselves into today. We're going to have to have our best game. They've been here before. We've been here before. We're going to have to have our best effort from every player on our team. And if we do that, we'll be back here in Tampa for Game 7. The Islanders are capable of doing it. The two games that they won, Game 1, Game 4, they played the style of hockey that they need to play in order to have a chance of beating the Lightning. And quite honestly, uh, Game 3, which they did not win, they also played a, a, a style that would have given them a chance to win. They weren't blown out in either Game 2 or Game 3 of this series. So what do the Islanders need to do? Obviously, turning the puck over, not going to get it done. And so many turnovers happened at either blue line. It was either as the Islanders were trying to enter the Tampa Bay zone or as the Islanders were trying to leave their own zone. A lot of turnovers happening at or near both blue lines where the Lightning, when they're on uh, a more defensive uh, stand, tend to, you know, stand people up at the blue line and try to force turnovers. And then on the uh, when the Islanders are at their own blue line, Tampa Bay's forecheck is aggressive and effective. So a lot at stake here. But the Islanders, who pride themselves on playing smart, disciplined hockey, have to do just that. Make the simple play, get the puck out of the zone, and make sure you keep moving forward and don't turn the puck over. Another thing, obviously, and it's something we've been preaching throughout the series, something the Islanders themselves have been preaching throughout the series, they've got to stay out of the penalty box. Look, the Islanders gave up three power play goals in Game 5. They didn't do anything particularly well in Game 5, but three power play goals, uh, too many six power play chances for the Bolts. Can't give it to them. You can give them one. You can give them two. Three is pushing it. 
but you got to hold them to three power play opportunities or less. And then if you do slip up and take a penalty, and I'm sure there'll be a couple of them, you have got to do a better job of killing off the, the power play than they did in game five. So you, you noticed in the two games the Islanders won, they did a much better job of staying out of the penalty box. And we know Tampa Bay is going to come out and try to, uh, A, get some revenge on Matthew Barzal, and B, try to force the Islanders into penalties. And a lot of the time when Tampa Bay is moving the puck as well as they did in Game 5, it's hard because you're chasing the puck. They pass it so quickly and so well, and they have players who can skate so fast and with a lot of skill. So the Islanders need to clog up the neutral zone. They need to stay out of the penalty box, and they need to get their four-check going again. That four-check has, when it's effective, can frustrate the best teams in hockey. They don't eliminate the Penguins. They don't eliminate the Bruins. And they don't win two out of the first five games of this series against Tampa Bay without that four-check. And the Islanders need to make sure they have that going again in Game 6 at the Nassau Coliseum. The other thing, obviously, the goaltending, it has to be better. Not that it was bad. I don't blame either Simeon Varlamov or Ilya Sorokin for the loss in Game 5. That game was so terrible, you know, they could have had a brick wall in the crease and they still would have probably lost 3 to nothing. okay? Uh, that's how bad that performance was. But neither goalie, whichever goalie that Barry Trotz goes with, and I'm going to assume he's going with the veteran Varlamov, Whoever he goes with has got to play outstanding and not let the difficult performance from the last game to interrupt their mindset and distract them and lower their confidence. Look, both Varlamov and Sorokin are experienced professionals. Sorokin's a rookie in the NHL, but he's an experienced professional goalie, and both of them know that to be an effective goaltender, you've got to have a little bit of a short memory. Short-term memory, you know, you, you, you let in a goal, you got to forget about it and not let it ruin your confidence. I am pretty sure that Varley and or Sorokin, whoever gets the call, is going to have no difficulty doing that in Game 6. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and some more important information about Game 6, which could be the last game at the Nassau Coliseum. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you could track all the action at Bet Online. Of course, you could also keep tabs on the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Uh, If you're a soccer fan, the Euros are going on this week, and hey, NFL training camps aren't that far off either. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. So before the next face-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams continue their playoff runs. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we want to wish a, a very happy 50th birthday to former Islanders goaltender Felix Potvin. Potvin originally drafted in the second round back in 1990 by the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he started his career there in 1991-92, stayed in Toronto until he was traded to the Islanders during the 1998-99 season, spent the rest of that season on the island, and then the start of the following year before the Islanders sent him to Vancouver. He later finished his career with the LA Kings and the Boston Bruins. His last season was 2003 2004, 635 overall NHL games for Felix Potvin, and he finished with 266 career wins and a goals against average of 2.76. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders, and you know, he didn't have a great team in front of him back then, but April 12th, 1999 at the Continental Airlines Arena in New Jersey, Islanders and the Devils. Obviously, Felix Potvin in goal for the Isles. Martin Brodeur, the goaltender for New Jersey. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first as Vladimir Orsaj got his first from Dmitry Nabokov and Barry Richter at 12-17. That made it one nothing Islanders then with Ken Danico in the box for roughing. Max Lindgren cashes in on the power play. His eighth, Ziggy Palfi and Brian Smolinski with the helpers at 19.55. Islanders led 2-0 at the first intermission. In the second period, though, it was the Islanders who got into penalty trouble. Kenny Janssen was off for interference. Brian Ralston cashed in for the Devils. His 22nd, Randy McKay and Bobby Holik with the helpers at 5.04. That was the only goal of the second period. Isles went into the third period with a 2-1 to one lead. In the third, Mike Watt extended the Islanders' lead. His eighth from Dmitry Nabokov at 8.09. That made it 3-1 Isles. But New Jersey came right back. Jason Arnott, his 27th from Peter Sikora and Patrick Eliash at 9.37. That made it 3-2. But the Islanders clinched the win late. Claude Lapointe, his 14th from Trevor Linden at 17:41. I'll skate away with a 4-2 victory, but here's the amazing performance in this game. Felix Potvin, our Islanders' birthday of the day, 55 saves in this game in 60 minutes. He faced 57 shots. The Islanders outshot 57-23, and because of the outstanding play of Felix Potvin, they come away with a 4-2 win. So for Felix Potvin, again, a very happy big 5-0 and many, many happy more. All right. The atmosphere at the Coliseum should be electric tonight. It could be a farewell party, but obviously we are all hoping it is not. Fans will be tailgating. They'll be ready. They'll be excited. And it is up to Islander fans to you know, bring a lot of noise and, and, and give the Islanders as much of a home ice advantage as possible. Obviously, it also helps to a certain extent that Barry Trotz, arguably, in fact, not arguably, 
one of the best coaches in the NHL, if not the best, uh, will have the advantage of the final change. That means you will get more Pelic and or Pulak and the Pajot line up against Tampa Bay's top line. And hey, can somebody please break Braden Point's goal-scoring streak? He is on fire right now, and the Islanders have to find a way to contain him. He has scored a goal in all five games of this series. But bottom line for the New York Islanders, they've got to play hockey the way they know how to play it. They know this team understands what it takes for them to win. They're capable of winning. They're capable of beating any team on any given night if they play their game. And you know what? If they do that, they'll have a chance to win and force that seventh game. And if they play their game in game seven, they've already shown they're capable of winning a game on the road against the Lightning. So hopefully tonight will be a good night, a celebration, and a look ahead to a pivotal Game 7. Either way, regardless of the result, of course, we will be back tomorrow with a full recap and analysis and hopefully a preview of Game 7. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Stay safe, everyone. Have a great night. Root them on at the Coliseum. It's going to be a special night there. And of course, let's go Islanders.